0: Hi, I'm Jane Pauley, and this is our Sunday Morning Extra, a podcast featuring a memorable story from our latest show. It's an extended dialogue that provides insights beyond our broadcast. In this episode, two legends in conversation, Tanya Tucker who's been a country music superstar since age 13, and our Bob Schieffer, who you may be surprised to learn is a country music songwriter and something of a performer himself. They sat down at a horse farm in Franklin, Tennessee, to discuss Tucker's four Grammy nominations for a critically praised album, While I'm Living. I bring my flowers now while I'm living will need your love and I'm gone. That project was born out of a collaboration singer, between Tucker and two younger generation country performers, acclaimed singer-songwriter Brandy Carlisle, and producer-musician Shooter Jennings. Well if your
1: heart is in them flowers, I bring them all.
2: You and and Shooter, who is Waylon and Jesse Coulter? Waylon Jennings yes. and Jesse Coulter's uh, son. You kind of, in a way, grew up together, didn't you?
1: Yeah, in a way. I mean, we were talking about it the other day, and uh, I guess if you would add up all the minutes that we spent together, it probably wouldn't add up as much as the time we spent together in the last well since January when we recorded the album. But I yes, I've known Shooter before he was Shooter. Uh, and, of course, Waylon was a, really, a, really a jewel and a, uh, a great friend, and I really looked up to him as an artist and what he's brought to this business. But I told him, I said, it's kind of funny. The, one of the songs that I brought to the table on the new, ra- new album is called High Riding Heroes. And years ago, I, pro- I mean, must be probably, I'm bad about this, but probably 15, 20 years ago, Waylon's drummer, Richie Albright, produced uh, an album on a guy named David Lynn Jones. And it was a song called High Riding Heroes. <clears throat> one of my very favorite albums uh, ever. It's hard to find online, but I think I paid $450 for a David Lynn Jones album on eBay one time. And I don't even know if you can get them anymore. But Waylon sang on that record. Yeah. when I came into the studio at Sunset Sound in L.A., I thought, oh, well, they're just trying to schmooze me over, trying to, you know, ease me into it, because I really was, wasn't sure about doing this album. I really had my, my doubts and a lot of a big red flags. I mean, I, I didn't think it was for me. But I thought, we're recording that song. I thought, wow, how, how full circle is this, that Waylon was singing on the song, the original uh, record, and then now Little Waylon is producing and playing piano. Those old high riding heroes there. Anywhere the wind blows she's been to hell in Texas and she knows how it feels to be we kinda of just stood there in silence and thought you know, together in our quietness. Uh, and thought a lot about uh you know, he misses his daddy, and I miss mine, you know, they, they, were, they were friends, my dad and his dad. And then did he bring Brandy Carlisle? Yes, well, that's the whole thing, is I I was doing something, Shooter asked me to do a show at the Hall of Fame, and uh, I think it was last year, and uh, it was in August, I think. And so, I went over there, he wanted me to do Would You Lay With Me, and had a lot of the Texas artists. I mean, every one of them, you could think of, Billy Joe Shaver to Gary P. Nunn, uh, they were all there. And, uh, Of course, I had the most popular dressing room because I had the tequila, my new tequila. (laughs) I had it in there, and everybody was coming in, having a shot or two. And uh, Jesse's birthday was that night. And then Dennis Quaid walked in, and I hadn't seen him in 40 years. I did my first movie with him 40 years ago. It It was a magical night. But then he said something. He said, well, I sure would love to produce an album on you. And... You know, I mean, it was in passing up, you know. Oh, that'd be great. He said, it's going to be on me. I thought, now that got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened, he says, is that after we talked a little bit and it kind of planted the seed of making a new record, and I hadn't made one in 20 years, and he was mentioning it to Brandy because they're very good friends. And she said, oh, I've got to be involved in that. And she just kind of, I don't know, she just took the helm and... and and steered that craft like it was... Started writing yes, songs? Yes, and, and her and the twins, Tim and Phil Hanseroth, who, they come as a triple. You know, they go everywhere and do every, all the music together. And they wrote all these songs, and I, I I had to ask them after I had already come out of the studio. I said, first of all, what's a hobnail? And and then second of all, what's a jambuzi? I didn't know what the, some of the things meant in these songs. And I said, how did you... Go into a room with three of you, Brandy and the twins, and write songs for a person that you never met. You don't know what I'm going to be like. I mean, God knows if you listen to some of the stuff that's been told about me. Lord knows what you think. Some of it might be true. Yeah, some oh well, probably a lot of it. (laughs) But um, how do you do that? How do you go into a room and write songs? And he said, "Well, we just we all went around in our cars, listened to you, and Googled you a lot and about." every every song is about something to do with my life uh, a couple of them are for my dad uh, rich uh, is for my dad and people said he was born he said i'm rich in another way and of course high riding heroes was one of my very favorites uh, lo- i've loved that song for a long time uh, i didn't want to do house that built me uh, i said i don't want to be caught loitering around that song because it's already been done, and I know. When to stay away from something, you know. I can't bring anything else to that song. Miranda Lambert song. Brandy proved me wrong. Ma'am, if I could walk around, I swear I'll leave. Won't take nothing but a memory From the house that built me And I guess I've never been so glad to be wrong in all my days, you know. Really, because I did not ever for once think that this record would get the attention that it's getting and then i go well i'll go back to the back to the drawing board and say well maybe it's because of social media maybe if there was had been social media from the, the get-go i i would have had a, a lot more uh, things done in my life that i haven't done yet more i still got a bunch of firsts left And some things that I want to do, and I feel like I'm running out of time sometimes. But this album is really, really, it's gotten some some incredible response.
2: Well, let's just talk about it a little bit. I mean, it throws me off
1: a little bit, really. It's
2: called While
1: I'm Living. While I'm Living, which was Brandy's idea.
2: And then the big song is Bring My Flowers Now.
1: Yes. Tell me about that. What is that?
2: And you wrote that one with Brandy. Yes.
1: Yes, I'd had that song uh, in my back pocket. I don't know, 35, 40 years probably, really a long time. But I just couldn't kind of put, it was like two pieces of bread, you know, without something in the middle, you ain't got nothing. So I had the bread, but I didn't have the goodie part, the meat in the middle. And I think it was just almost like it was already pre-written anyway because it just came out of us so fast. They had worked on it the night before, and when Brandy looked at me and said, hey, the band's on break. It was the last song we've cut. And uh, let's uh, let's finish that song you, that you've had for years. It kind of threw me off a little bit because I, I, I'm not a writer on, you know, write this, mm-hmm. action, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go, think about it a minute, you know. I've thought about it for 40 years, no time like now. So when I left, I went to the restroom, excused myself, came back. She was in the piano room, and she started the first line. All the miles that's a long shadow. I'm thinking about that bus, you know, 45-foot shadow, you know. Uh, and it just fell into place. And it, uh, we say now it took me about 35 years and 15 minutes to write the song. But it came out. If your heart is in them flowers, bring them home. If your heart is in them flowers,
2: what about Brandy? Tell me about uh, oh. your relationship.
1: Wow, it, that's a that's another enigma, because it, 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 again, it was almost like it was written somewhere else. It was already written down, and and I'm just kind of living it out. But she uh, she's an outstanding person, and that's that, that that is not even a good word. I always say. I don't know what cloud God kicked you off of, but I sure am glad he did. <laughs> and she said, go down there and help that girl. You know, and laid her in my lap, basically. Because here's a girl that's just blowing up right now. She's been working a long time, and her, her ship's coming in right now. And I'll be damn vying on it, you know? I never had heard her sing until after we made the record. I heard her on the Grammys, and I thought, wow. I mean, hadn't really heard her professionally sing. I'd, she sang in the studio, and she sang the demos for my songs. But she is a great leader. Uh, She's a great communicator. It's just some of the things I have trouble with. The things that I'm weakest on, I think she is strong. And uh, I haven't found anything she's weak on yet. But uh, she knows what she wants and she goes after it. And she does it in the most velvet-chain kind of way that uh, I've I've never seen anybody work like that before. And inquisitive, but a little bit There's no naivety, but she's not naive. But she still got a childlike way about her, and uh, she loves talking about my dad, and and I think that was maybe something she didn't have in her life. And I had such a strong dad, and uh, I think she missed a lot of that. And she just loves, she craves hearing stories about my dad. You know, she goes, "I wish I'd have met him." I said, "Well, Brandy," I said, "I think my dad didn't like too many people, but I, I bet you, I bet your ass he'd love you." She is, uh, I hate to say unusual, but she is unusual. She's she's not normal. In fact, I thought, you I got to thinking her and the twins are like, maybe not really on this, they're not of this world, they're just in it. You're talking to someone that's a little more, uh, I don't want to say out there, but not, not really worldly. Someone that's um, a step above, you know, almost heavenly.
2: You no. say she's not normal, but you know, no, she's not you know normal. what I've learned over these years is most of the people who are really good at what they do—they're not normal.
1: No, <laughs> I don't think there's no normalcy to it, uh, especially being in the entertainment business, because we get the false self confused with the the true self. You know, because we put our makeup on, and I, mean, I walked out and we we're going to do the CMT Awards this year, and I walked out on the porch. I had my look like a you know. A homeless person, and I my pajamas on. I said, hey, y'all, why can't I go like I am? You know? <laughs> I mean, I still sound the same. I still sing the same. What is a... You know, some nice clothes and everything. Why do why, why we got to do that? I go, well, you just got to. The true self and the false self are always fighting when you're an entertainer. Because you have to go out sometimes when you feel your worst. And my dad said, they don't want to hear your problems. <laughs> they got enough there. They come to forget their problems to come see you. So... You know, we have to entertain sometimes when we don't feel like it. And I remember being in a high school gym, playing a gym. But the place was packed. The bleachers were full. I'm sitting in the girls' locker room in the restroom, and I'm sitting up on the back of the toilet with my feet on the toilet seat, you know, in the stall. And I'm seeing my dad just pace. He's pacing. And he now and then I see him. And I'm going like, I couldn't talk. I said, what are we going to do now? You know, I've got laryngitis so bad I couldn't. I said, I can't see what are we going to do? And finally he stopped and he goes, I got it. That contract read, do a one hour show. Didn't say a thing about singing. And he said, those people don't come to hear you. They can hear you on the radio. They can hear you on the record player. They come to see you, Tanya. He said, you go out there and tell them people you can't sing because if you don't show up, they'll think you're drunk, right? I'm going like, what's that got to do with me right now? Uh, he said, just go out there and you tell them people you want to shake their hand and and he said, "cause that's what it is. It's the one look, the connection, the handshake, and you got a, you got a fan for life. And uh, he gave me all those pointers, like, pick out the ugliest boy on the front row, and that's the boy's going to buy your records till the day you die. And then pretty boys they get attention all the time. they're used to it. <laughs> but the ugly boy is gonna buy your records. <laughs> now a woman's life ain't just a list. The worst thing she has done. I leave you now with the heart of stone. Sometimes the past is hard to
2: outrun. Tanya, when you're out here with the people and the animals you love, does it make you wonder about how much longer you're going to continue to do this?
1: You know, sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I think about how much longer I, I really can do this because I really push myself. But, you know... The good news about this kind of business that I'm in is there's so many opportunities that don't just shut off when you when you stop singing, you know. Um, there's just a plethora of creative things that you can do, and maybe that's what I'll get more into. But I think, you know, hell, Jimmy Davis was, uh, he was 93, still working on the road, still doing 100 dates a year. I don't think I'll be doing that, but It just goes to show you that once you have a fan in this business, in this music, you have them for not just them, but you have their kids and their kids' kids, and um, that's a good thing, but uh, there's so many things I've yet to do and uh, so many things that I want to do, and I'm not going to be bored, that's for sure. I'll always have something to do, and, uh, you know, as long as I have um, the fans and, and the folks out there that like to hear me sing, then I guess I'll be doing it, you know.
2: Do you right. think you could have had this kind of impact and had this kind of career had you not led the life you led when you had some real downs in there?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, the downs are a big part of the ups, you know, and without those, you just don't, you wouldn't know what, what up was, what good was if you didn't have the bad. You know, everything, uh, Comes in uh, different ways to me. I mean, uh, some it comes at different times. Some some things that I thought I'd learned a lo- long time ago, I'm just learning. And some of the things that I really always knew, or I thought I always knew, I don't really know at all. So I think it's just a matter of you know, age. What rings with that is you you don't uh, want to waste as much time as you used to. You know, time is precious and you want to try to do something with it every minute of the day if you're not appreciating somebody then maybe doing something to help change lives and make make someone else have a better life or help someone else else have a better life and I think that's really what's the most important you know I think sometimes I know as me as a singer I think wow you know see these scientists and these men of you know preachers, men of God, and people doing all these little angels doing their work. And so I get to think it sometimes that what I do is it's kind of on a low level as far as uh, someone that's a doctor or cancer researcher or scientist or and stem cells and all that. And I think, wow, maybe I don't matter. And and then I'll do a show, and someone will walk up to me and say, you know, your music has really, really helped me in my life. and and made me strong when I wasn't and inspired me. And so when I hear that, I think, wow, yeah, I do make a difference then.